Hey, all you holistic hipsters out there, it's that time. So grab your chalice of choice and sit back and sip along with us. We would love to welcome you to the Tea Podcast, where we spill the tea on all things holistic in the pet grooming industry. Let me introduce you to our hostesses with the mostesses. She is the socialite of skin and coat care, Ms. Michelle Knowles. And the queen bee of all things oily, Ms. Melissa Conti-Diener. Brought to you by TheOilyGroomer.com Are you searching for a new and more mindful way of grooming? Interested in understanding how to grow your grooming business with a more holistic and organic approach? Please contact Melissa Conti-Diener at TheOilyGroomer.com so that you can set up a meeting and bring balance and prosperity to your life. And AllThingsPaw.com Intermediate and advanced courses in pet esthetician work, fear recovery, animal handling, and more. Get your learn on with all things paw. And by PositiveEd.com Attend from anywhere in the world. Always pay the lowest price. Six to ten hours of innovative content and more. Education for every learning lifestyle. Never miss the class you need. And transcripts are provided for recordings. Say hello to Pet Professional Education Unleashed with PositiveEd.com. Now, let's get this tea party started. All right. It is so glad to be here with you, Melissa. Hello, Michelle. Say hi, Juju. Hi, Juju. She's camera shy. (laughs) so what do you have in your teacup today oh well welcome to the tea because we have our tea here's my teacup today says cat to be kidding me kidding me right now (laughs) little queen of the kitties on there so Uh this is my this is my uh my favorite tea of all times which is uh chamomile lavender blend Mm -hmm. with um some uh honey that's local that is raw with the um with the comb in there which is yes which is very very nice so this is beautiful and i actually like to make this and let it sit and get cool and sip it throughout Mm -hmm. the day very very high in probiotics so good for you tommy what's in your cup Today, I have a Brigham Yarrow Chase Tree and Orange Peel, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, why am I not surprised? It's the witch <laughs> brew. So <laughs> <laughs> it's flavored with natural stevia only. Mm, yummy. And uh, yes, this is my tea for this morning. Yes, that's always, it's always nice to start your day with a nice cup of tea to just kind of Sure, what ails you? I, I feel like when I choose my morning routine and choosing my tea is always part of that. Mm-hmm. I agree. And now that I'm starting the herbal apothecary, I think that I'm really paying attention to the blends. Uh, I, I really pay attention to how I feel that morning, what I want to work on. You know, are my hips hurting? You know, am I still going through that menopausal thing? You know, uh, just everything. And then I like to tailor my blend uh, to what I'm feeling that morning. So, well, this being our inaugural show, so this is our very, very first. Uh, I was feeling uh, a tad bit of anxiety this morning, and um, that cranky bitchy lady came by to visit. So I wanted to. <laughs> Put her back in her house and a little chamomile lavender just calmed her right down. So, <laughs> so it's yeah. not only just good for your tummy, it's it's also good to help just kind of calm yourself, calm your nerves a little. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna see if I can stem the flow, if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yarrow is good for bleeding, Brigham is good for uh histamines if you are having allergy issues. Allergy, yeah. 
Uh, Chase tree will regulate your your feminine uh, energy, if you will. And I like the taste of oranges, so uh, I use orange peel a lot to flavor my my concoctions. I I agree. I like oranges as well. I don't want to tame my femininity. My femininity is out of control, but that's okay. So oh no, Mama's so, got to reel it in. Mama's got to reel it in. Reel it in. <laughs> a little bit in your face. Got to reel it back. <laughs> So what's we, our topic this morning? That's what I was going to say. We need to um, always, always have a topic of discussion. Otherwise, we will go off on tangents. So we will. we're going to try to stick to this as much as possible and keep a good flow. So uh, the most important ingredient in tea is water. So that's what we're talking today. Be like water, my friend. So which is a... a Fabulous quote by uh, the uh, the Kung Fu master, you want to say? Or you... Yep, Bruce Lee. Lee. So... Be like water, my friend. And why would we be like water? Water finds the least, uh, the path of least resistance. Least resistance, right. Yet it is the, one of the strongest elements that we have on the earth. It can carve canyons. Uh, and I think water is amazing. We are, how much of a percentage are we of water? Uh, well, actually, women are 55% and men are 60% water, but we actually are 99% of our body's molecular structure is water. So um, we are very water-based creatures. So we are like water and barely a little bit of minerals. Yes. <laughs> That's absolutely. what I tell people all the time. You're just a handful of minerals and the rest is water <laughs> and, you know, i learned i learned a really fun fact the other day um when i was researching water uh that when our fingers turn uh pruny you know when your fingers get all pruny when you've been washing you know a bunch of dogs yeah. all day and um and you look at your fingers and they get all like raisiny looking on out yeah um I always thought it's because the products are removing all the oils from your fingertips, but actually it's a way that our body has adapted to water to actually give us a better grip in water. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's a, it's an adaptive thing. And I love that. yeah. And I was really shocked at that. I thought my whole life, I thought that it was that the, the skin just had the oils removed from the products. Mm -hmm. so, so we were all just all pruning up for that. Yeah, yeah. it is amazing. Uh, I can't say that we didn't come from the ocean because we're so like the ocean. Ocean, yeah. And, and when we go to the ocean, it replenishes us and gives us minerals as we sit in the mineralized water or on the sand, the sun, making vitamin D. Um, yeah. I, you know, we're very much a part of water. Yeah, it's, so, uh, and we're ruled by... Oh, sorry, Juju. She didn't want me to put her down today. Um, <laughs> demanding divas here. Um, but we also uh, we also crave water. And I think that we we don't generally get enough in. A lot of times mm -hmm. we substitute water for other things while we both love tea. And mm -hmm. tea is healthy for you to drink in, again, in a way that you're nourishing your body, but you still need to have water. You still need mm -hmm. to not um, let your body go into dehydration. Well, think about it like this. Uh, I think most of our uh, people that are watching and listening are familiar with the way that a regular car battery works. A car battery has to have water in it, uh, as well as other minerals to carry the charge. We are a battery. A human body, a dog, a living being uh, that is water-based, carbon-based, uh, is absolutely a battery. We generate uh, electricity. So if we get low on water in a car battery, it refuses to hold a charge if it's low, if the battery's low. Uh, and it's the same way for us. If we do not have enough water, our tissues get gummy and stick together, uh, and we are not able to exchange minerals the way that we ought to when we're hydrated. So water is super important, uh, more important than you would think. And you're thinking, well, you know, I drink Mountain Dew, I drink this, I drink that. That's kind of not even water. 
That's a yeah. bunch of extra other synthetic chemicals that have nothing to do with keeping us alive. We've just trained our tongue, our, our taste buds to enjoy that particular flavor. But what's the one thing that happens when we get dehydrated and you can dehydrate yourself from drinking alternative things instead of yeah. water. Um, yes. Certain things are diuretics. So they make you go pee more, you know, which depletes You're losing more water. <laughs> right, losing more water and um, high caffeine mm -hmm. also is uh, a diuretic. And so we want to make sure that we are doing things that actually hydrate. And the one thing that happens to us the most is that we get, we feel exhausted. We feel so tired and mm -hmm. that's because water is an energy conductor. And so mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're depleted of that energy of that ability to conduct any kind of energy throughout our body or through, through us. And we know that things like heart resonance, you know, where, where our hearts actually put off energy that can be mm -hmm. scientifically measured around our bodies. Mm -hmm. If you're you in a state of, yeah, if you're in a state of dehydration, you are really shutting yourself off from being able to do what you need to do, not mm -hmm. just function as a human, but also to how you affect the people around you and the animals mm -hmm. that you work with. Mm -hmm. Well, I think and, it's interesting too. People want to say, well, I'm so thirsty. I'm going to get a soda or I'm going to get a coffee right. to boost me. When actually the way that your body is made, uh, you need to accept your electrolytes in water and that actually boosts your energy. That's yeah. how your body's made. So the big lie of coffee and all these sugary coffee drinks to get you going and things like that. Number one, you probably should be sleeping more. Uh, I'll throw that out there. Myself included. It's so hard for me. Sleep is yeah. so hard for me. But um, if you were taking correct minerals and you were uh, minerally balanced, you had plenty of water, you were completely hydrated, you wouldn't need coffee. You wouldn't need sugary substitutes. You wouldn't need those monster drinks or, or anything like those, those sports drinks to get you going because you would be uh, already at the top of your game just by being mineralized and hydrated. Yeah. It's, it is an very important part of your daily intake is, is water. Mm -hmm. And since we live in a state that is hotter than the surface of the sun right now, <laughs> I literally got in my car. Yes. Was it not yesterday, the day before and my car thermostat read outside temp read 125. Mm -hmm. And then I started driving on the freeway and I was driving for about 15 minutes on the freeway and it went down to 120. Because mm -hmm. the hot air cooled it off. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, are you kidding me? This is just every summer. I just it's it's almost like I'm, I'm incredulous. Like I'm mm -hmm. living in this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm existing in this. So mm -hmm. and we don't have high humidity. So if you're somewhere with high humidity, you really have to up that water intake because you're sweating even more. Well, not only that, if you're in a higher humidity, the humidity in the air will actually leach the water out of your body because your body is trying to acclimate to the environment. Right. So very dry area that's hot, like, like Arizona. Um, it's actually easier to stay hydrated just by drinking uh, because you don't really sweat here. Uh, you don't sweat as much unless you're moving around. Right. Uh, but if you're in a high humidity, your body want, is seeking balance. It's seeking to equal out against the environment. So it will actually give up some of your moisture to the air, uh, you'll sweat more. Uh, so that it's very, it's much more important to drink when you have high humidity and high heat. Uh, so well, you are not in that, in that drying room, mm -hmm. drying mm -hmm. a husky or, uh, you know, anything that's huge and furry and it's blowing all that humidity around in that room with you. You need mm -hmm. to make sure as soon as you come out of there, you hydrate yourself. Get a drink. Get a drink. We actually uh, made a little pact that if somebody takes a drink, we yell water, and then everybody yes. stops drinking takes a drink of water. <laughs> we have to that. remind each other to drink water. <laughs> yes, that's important. But mm -hmm. water affects us in so many different ways. I think as as holistic groomers. Um, I have heard other groomers saying that they've had their water tested mm -hmm. so that they know what type of water, whether they have soft water, whether they have uh, hard water, 
Um, do you want to elaborate what the difference is between soft and hard water so people understand the differences? Well, I do believe that soft water is water that is treated. The water itself is ran through either potassium, a type of right. potassium or a type of salt, salt. which disrupts uh, the um, the brine of the water and the minerals are then stripped out of it. So it's not so heavy uh, so that you have a softer water. Um, hard water is just water that's from the tap or from the ground or whatever uh, that has high mineral content. Uh, so that's basically what we're talking about. And believe it or not, married to a, a, a plumbing contractor for the better part of our marriage, um, I've never had my water tested at any of my facilities. <laughs> you know, you either, you either have soft water or you have hard water or somewhere in between. And you just deal with it. And it's right. the, in the way you use your products that it, you vary it a little bit and you're fine. Uh, it's water. So, yeah, it's I mean, and it's one of those things where depending on where you are uh, in geographical locations mm -hmm. is, is uh, going to determine how your products are going to be affected by the water that mm -hmm. you use. So yeah, you could be on a well, you could be on reverse right. osmosis, you could be on whatever, whatever. So um, and it's just learning how your water uh, reacts with your products and how you apply it then on your pets or on yourself or, or whatever it is that you're doing. So yeah. I don't think I don't think it it dawns on us as much when we use a product and we might have been at a show somewhere or been at somebody else's shop or worked somewhere else and used a product. And then we're like, I absolutely love this shampoo or this, these conditioners and, or this line of products. And then you go to a different ge geographical area, whether it's just you and I live an hour apart, we're in the same state, but we're an hour apart. If mm -hmm. I come up to where you are, those products may work differently. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so it's important to understand that. Um, I hear that a lot from groomers that they're like, oh, I use that, but I can't get a good lather or it just doesn't work like it did before mm -hmm. when I used it at so-and-so shop or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, oh, so it's, don't get me started on lather. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, a, it's a misnomer. It does yeah. not have to be to be yeah. cleaning. We think the more bubbles we get, the better the it's going to be. the dog. <laughs> right. I've actually got a whole video set to go for the flashcards that just came out that shows you how I bathe a standard schnauzer who lives in a field and runs as hard as he can. And he's uncut, just all boy, all dirty, all the time. I bathe him one bath, uh, no suds, no frothing, no nothing. Uh, and it just looks like, like I'm rubbing it on him and there's no bubbles. But that is how I believe, in my opinion, that is the best way to use uh, a topical shampoo um, because all of the where the skin and the hair touch the product, that's where the magic happens. If you've got an inch of bubbles and, and lather on top of all that, you're literally taking all that cleaning power away from the skin and the oils that you want to clean. Right. So you want to get it right up nice and intimate and close on that skin uh, and smear it around. And actually, in with this method, you can actually tell whether you need more shampoo in certain areas. Sometimes the feet, even after you apply the shampoo and you're working it in, the feet will be like kind of dry feeling, kind of dry. So you just get a, just another dot of shampoo, undiluted, and you work it into the already wet and shampooy foot. And then you want to get that certain feel all over. You've covered everything. You need one bath. All the, the cleanliness happens in the rinse. Then rinse, you're yep. rinsing it off. Uh, all those surfactants are then attaching itself to the water that's swooshing by. And you end up with a really nice squeaky clean dog. And what is the thought process behind two? I, I often hear rumors say, oh, my gosh, the dog was so dirty. I had to do two, three baths. And I just kind of cringe a little bit because mm -hmm. if you're using a proper dilution for that dog or cat or ferret or whatever you're bathing at the time, um, you should not have to do multiple baths. Mm -hmm. So when we pre-mix stuff at the beginning of the day, 
um, and we're using a basic dilution rate, which is great for basic pets that are, you know, just in the house and they're not out doing much. But then you get that little Maltese that has black feet from walking on the blacktop because mom and dad mm -hmm. walk them through the 55 plus community every day, three times mm -hmm. a day. And so instead of bathing that whole body three times just to get those legs clean, adjust your dilution rate. Mm-hmm. And yep. dilute less uh, as long as the coat itself is saturated with water. Right. That is the vehicle that's going to bring that product down to the skin and start working. On water it. is the carrier agent. Water is so important. Right. I, I Everything mean, as, that you as, see around. as the oily groomer, that's my biggest thing is carrier agents. Like what mm -hmm. do we use as a carrier agent? And water literally activates your product. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, look at every single thing around you. I'm talking about your blanket, your chair, the plastic behind you on your wall, the ink that was printed on some of those certificates. Every single thing, the desk that your computer is on has to have water in it or it is just dust. That's it. Everything around you has water in it. Everything. That's why when we go, we turn back into dust. That's right. We just eventually dehydrate completely out. <laughs> mm -hmm. So everything needs to have some form of water. And when we are, when we're talking, when we're talking things like pH, so dogs have a different pH than humans have on their skin. When, when we look at shampoos and things like that, um, you should be aware if your water is really hard, you want to try to neutralize that pH. The great neutralizer is conditioner. Absolutely. So conditioner will, will balance I, your pH. I learned that at a class from some lady that I took a long time ago. Where's the certificate? It's over here on this side, <laughs> hanging on my wall. Her name was Michelle Knowles. And I used to follow her around and take these classes because nobody else would talk about this stuff. Not at that time they wouldn't. They thought no, I was they great. would not. <laughs> so, I yeah. might as well have been talking about Bigfoot. Or I know. <laughs> I know. So that was like eye-opening for me because I had already done aromatherapy and I had already done these things with humans mm -hmm. and I, I was already being experimental with, with the pets. And then I somehow stumbled upon you. I think I found an article in groomer to groomer magazine. And from there it was just, I need to hear everything she has to say. So, <laughs> um, and then I got lucky enough to actually meet you and work with you. And we, have been friends for quite a long time now for a long time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's very dear to me. Yeah. <laughs> when you, when you kind of find that, that niche of people that think the same way, mm -hmm. like you and I, and then you introduced me to Mary, mm -hmm. uh, Mary introduced me to so many other people. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, I think that, there's so many different opinions in this industry mm. and there is so there's way more than there used to be science, but there's oh, not, still not enough out there. Mm. And so um, when you're working holistically, you really still need to follow the science as well. Absolutely. And I think also that um, people tend to dismiss uh, the noetic sciences a lot, right. like uh, energy work or, um, you know, Reiki or feelings or this, that and the other. That is an actual measurable, uh, scientifically measurable substance. You can actually measure the, um, the energy that comes out of an emotion that can be measured. So I don't, uh, I'm not going to stand here and say that there's no weight in Reiki or energy work or anything else because we work with dogs every day. Most of us uh, who work with animals understand completely that they live in energy and that we also live in energy. And uh, I, I believe now that we're just sophisticated enough in the scientific community to be able to have the hardware to measure those things. Uh, one of my favorite uh, noetic scientists is um, 
Rupert Sheldrake, uh, and I think his study on morphic resonance uh, is amazing. And that actually has a lot to do with water, uh, yeah. our actual topic. Um, the noetic sciences are the woo-woo sciences, I guess. Um, <laughs> and, yes, I'm, uh, that, I'm that side of the equation. <laughs> but what I think is interesting is that there is actual proof uh, that we learn um, that our genes, our water, our molecules actually may hold uh, old information, genetic yeah. information, um, past information, past life information, past knowledge information. Uh, and I'll read you a little passage here. Scientists are open about the notion that the water itself might be a programmable storage media. It seems that water might store any information because molecules in the clusters can be connected in various structures. Experiments have shown that the configuration of molecules changes very easily and quickly depending on the impact on it. And this is from Water Might Store and Transfer Information from LearningMind.com. So if we bring in that aspect of it, uh, if we can store things in water molecules, what makes us think that something's not already stored there? Um, well, that's, that's what I wanted to say is about the, um, my little notes here. Yeah, let me finish on the morphic resonance and then I want to go yeah. right to the water experiments. Morphic resonance is a theory. Uh, he's been studying the migration. Rupert Murdoch has been uh, studying the migration of geese, right? Uh, now, they migrate all over the world, and their migration pattern is from north all the way to south and back north again. They, they travel miles and miles and miles and miles. However, sometimes a flock way down south or whatever will learn a new skill, will learn of a new lake or a new feeding source or a new hatching ground. And before they can uh, take that information back up north to their big flock, those northern birds have already learned it. So birds, the same species around the world, will learn things that other the other pals in their flock, their extended flock, if they learn something, then they know it also. So what kind of energy is, is making that? What's making that connection? So if you know that we are in a miasma of energy and that we can learn from each other like that, um, what other doors does that open? And that kind of opens the door to the water experiments. Go ahead, Melissa. Yeah, it's the um, Masaru Emoto is uh, a Japanese author, entrepreneur, and he did these experiments where his theory is that human consciousness has, uh, um, has an effect on the uh, molecular structure of water so he had water frozen water in um in, or he had water in like mason jars basically didn't he and, take it all from the same pond yes like it was all yes. taken from the taken same from the same space and mm -hmm. they um they spoke kindly and sang and did all just uh positive things to the one jar spoke mm -hmm. positivity mu positive music all that and they froze it and they noticed that it is um uh, all the little structures they look like little snowflakes i can't think of what they're called but the way that the molecules freeze and they make that little um cr mm -hmm. yeah the crystal crystalline um part of the freezing were all connected uniform um just all pretty yeah, yeah just very absolutely. symmetrical yeah yep and then the other one they did the opposite and they did negative and they spoke negative and they played negative you know music and they just did all sorts of negative uh connotation to that jar of water and they froze that and it was so jagged and distinct looking in the fact that it was the complete opposite of what the positive one was. They were disjointed, connected, but connected in a way Not that magical. it looked like right. it looked like agony. Yes. Uh, crystals look like they're in pain. 
Yeah. Uh, and I think that one of the third ones was they had Buddhist monks uh, chant to chant. water. And when they froze that and looked at it, the, the subparticles, the molecules, all of the, the crystals were huge snowflake structures, like even bigger than the nice jar. Than the nice, right. Nice uh, it was just huge and beautiful and clear and crisp. Um, so my theory, my uh, query would be, <clears throat> if we can do this to a jar of water, what does harsh words, harsh thoughts, and harsh things done against a person, what does that do to their water? So if you if you talk out of turn to someone uh, and maybe you're going through it and you're not having a good day and I say, oh, Melissa, oh, hush, uh, you know, I can't hear myself think because you're just talking. Hold on. That actually hurts Melissa's water. You're hurting someone's water. You are taking away the structure of the water when you do that. Uh, so when we say word, thought, and deed, uh, that does mean towards someone's water. Stop hurting my water, Melissa. Stop. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same as what they are. They're saying about storing the Sheldrake says about storing the data. Yeah, because you're you're affecting them on that molecular level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're a kid that grew up with a parent or somebody, you know, around you that was constantly negative and constantly mm -hmm. we carry those things with us and mm -hmm. it's it literally is imprinted in our consciousness. And we have to, we have to actually, that's why it takes some, uh, some people so long to get rid of childhood rid of, trauma. Yes. You literally at least need seven years to rid your body of the effects of that trauma. At least seven years, because after every seven years, seven you actually years. do turn over all your cells. All your cells. Right. So. So, yeah. And so we don't really think about all that. So if you're dehydrated and you're in at work and you're cranky and thirsty and hangry and and then mm -hmm. you lash out at somebody else, you're you're transferring that energy directly mm -hmm. to them. And like you said, you're hurting their water. Mm -hmm. You are just placing that disjointedness with that. Yeah, and pulling that away from from them uh, to have have that every time that they see you, that's what they're going to think of. Well, not only that, think about it a little bit more deeply. We've already discussed the fact that we may store data in water. We've already discussed the fact that when you yell at water, you can make it disjointed and not connect correctly. So now we've yelled at someone or made somebody uncomfortable with our thoughtlessness. Uh, not only have we affected their emotions, we've actually affected their ability to strengthen their own immune system because yeah. the traveling of the minerals that keep us alive and keep our heart beating and keep everything moving, those minerals depend on that substrate. They depend on that water. So now let's say you're already upset. Somebody already yelled at you and you're dehydrated. You are asking uh, the universe to make you sick. Mm -hmm. That's where sickness, I believe that's where sickness actually starts um, because of well, our inability to pass energy back and forth along the body, move minerals and, and vitamins back and forth. What's, what is sickness? Dis-ease. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. it's discord. Yes. It is a removal of ease from your, mm -hmm. from yourself, from your consciousness. Mm-hmm. So we, we manifest these things in that sense where we are no longer at ease about something. You can make yourself sick with worry. Yes. Worry depletes magnesium. Magnesium yeah. is so important. And what carries magnesium around the body? Water. Water. <laughs> Water. And that's the thing is that we don't equate those things with our general well-being. We don't equate that if I'm worrying myself sick about something that sometimes it's things that we don't even have control over. Right. And so we're actually physically affecting our body. Not It's not mm -hmm. just our mind. We are all, thi all three things, body, mind, spirit. Mm -hmm. So, and we know that water is a conductor for energy. Mm -hmm. Everything, yeah. Yeah. everything, yeah. And so 
if you're depleted in those things and then on top of it, you're giving yourself negativity, you are you're basically hurting your own water. And you're oh, that's a great point, Melissa. Great point. Yeah. When you talk bad to yourself, oh, I'm so stupid or I right. can't do that or I'm so dumb. You know, you're actually playing the part of somebody else hurting your water. Hurting water. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You should yeah. care about yourself like you're your best friend because you are. You are the body that carries you around. You have to treat yourself tenderly and with love and care. Um, it's important for your life and it's important as you transmit your energy to other people as you interact with them in your life. I just posted a couple days ago on my Facebook page uh, a little saying that says, while making the outside body, you're, you are a, uh, you are a uh, spiritual energetic being with a body mm -hmm. and instead of a body and a spiritual energetic being. Mm -hmm. You are spiritually spiritually energetic first with this physical form and while it's fun to do things to the physical form we can adorn it we can do i have lots of fun with my physical form <laughs> changing it doing all sorts of things but the most important thing is to really shape that spiritual form is, mm -hmm. is to really shape that energy and understanding that energy cannot be destroyed it just changes shape it just changes form so um when this this shell is done where is your you know who are you inside who are you who yeah. are you and when you talk to yourself who are you talking to yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i never i i always knew in the back of my mind yeah you know skin color doesn't matter looks don't matter if somebody's got their nails painted it doesn't matter none of that matters but if we see it, we are heavily influenced by it. That's why advertising and marketing are so, oh, yeah. are so um, we're inundated with it and we're easily led astray by something that's shiny and flashy. And as, as groomers, you know what I'm talking about. If it's got a bobble on it or a bead or a shiny, we're going to buy that one as opposed to the, the plain one. However, I had a huge epiphany uh, when my husband became blind Um and now I really know that those things don't matter. And the way I tell people to know if something matters or not, paint your nails, wear the outfit, put on the makeup, and then have somebody yell at you like a child. Uh, you'll find out none of that matters because you done messed up on the inside. Uh, you just feel foolish when you're all dressed up or you have the new thing and then you mess up and somebody calls you on it. That thing doesn't matter. That's a material thing. Um, developing your character, I think, is probably the the journey of this lifetime. Um, we are full of distractions. The I world is full of distractions. Of, I think that's part of my my uh, my mission is to uh, have people just sound off on my water. You you've experienced that on multiple occasions. <laughs> Melissa has a weird thing, and I, I um, do. I'm going to label it eventually, but right now I'm just, yeah. you know, let's let it simmer and, and marinate a little bit. Melissa has the ability to be so sunshiny that strangers will come up and yell at her <laughs> for no reason. And she goes, Oh, okay. <laughs> for some reason she's so, and I have experienced this myself and I know her very well. And she is just so precious and so sunshiny and so Pollyanna. And I love that about her. But for whatever reason, people just want to give her a scar for it. You know, <laughs> let me mark your face. I'm starting across your face. It'll be fine with me. You sunshine. Ugh. They're yeah. just so upset with their life. And she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> but they do. And I've seen it. And it's a it's a phenomenon. It has always been something that is just has always happened to me. And I used to take it so personally. Mm -hmm. Like I used to get so upset about it. And now I'm just it, I realize it's not me. It has nothing to do with me. The only thing it is, is that that my, my energetic resonance is offensive to their negative where they are in that time, in that moment. And they just have to lash out. They do. And because seeing that or feeling that 
positive influence when you're not ready. Yeah. It's an assault on their senses. Yeah. It, it really is. When you've been really mad, think about when you've been really mad in your life over whatever, whatever. It could be something little. It could be something big. It could be whatever, whatever. But then you see somebody that's just living their best life. You don't smile and calm down from your anger. <laughs> you don't. You're like, Ugh, why is she? Why is she so happy? I'm not happy. <laughs> And then they walk over to Melissa and literally smack her across the soul. Yeah. <laughs> they just come over and just verbally bitch slap me pretty much. You know, they just come over. And, and then she has her Wonder Woman gauntlets on and she just goes, ting, 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 yeah. ting. And she's like, okay, never mind. I know that's where you are right now. And I, <laughs> I just love what happens when Michelle's there. Cause Michelle's always like, like dumbfounded, like, what just happened? <laughs> because they bypass me. I'm standing right next yeah. to them. They bypass me because they don't want none of this. I'll tell you that much right yeah. now. <laughs> but they bypass me. They go right to her and they're like, what? What are you doing? You're not doing it right. You're not saying yeah. it right. That's not how you teach it. That's not how it is. I'm like, oh, 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 oh my goodness. So don't let anyone hurt your water. Do understand no. that it's not about you. It's about them. Yes, we actually is. took a class one time, Michelle and I, a grooming class. We were in together, and it was a it was a lovely, lovely woman who is a very well uh, respected groomer. Taught this amazing class that we were in, and even she turned to me at one point and i showed her a comb i think that i had no it was, scissors. it was scissors was it scissors <laughs> okay so all of us have nine inch ten inch shears and we use them okay <laughs> for whatever whatever right she was getting her ten out uh, ten uh ten inch shears out or whatever because she wanted to make this nice even long trim along <laughs> the, the belly she got yelled at for having scissors that were too big and she couldn't use scissors that big unless she worked out. And the only person that that lady knew that worked out was who? I don't know. Suzeko. Oh Suzeko. yeah, Suzeko. Suzeko. Suzeko didn't yell at Melissa. No, but no, no. It was, she was saying that Suzeko works out so she can have long shears. She can have long shears, like, but what? I couldn't. What? Now I'm not, now. I, I'm a little bit ashamed, but I did take my case of long shears and just put them down in the bottom of my <laughs> But she yelled at Melissa. She, Michelle, Michelle literally went like this. Doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo, and just kind of hid hers away. Before this instructor came over to see that she was also using them. <laughs> but my dog was little. I had oh a little my bit. god! Oh my gosh! I oh, mean, so even funny. in the moment afterwards, Michelle was just like, "Oh my gosh!" And I just laughed about it. I just, over I just, I just have to laugh about it because it. I don't know why. It, I always say either you love me or you hate me, and it just depends on where you're at in your life when you meet me. Oh no! I, <laughs> I have seen on several occasions, and I'm I'm not joking. It is a thing. It's a, yeah. It's an actual thing. That happens to this woman. But uh, I used to let it hurt my water. I really did. I used to be very much um, uh, very different than I am today. And mm -hmm. I used to hold on to a lot of that. And I used to feel unworthy. And I used to feel like um, I didn't deserve things. So once I made that change in myself and I realized I deserve anything I want. If I want to work for it and if that's what I want, then I'll go for it. And if that's what God or the universe wants to give me and allow me to, you know, move into that, I'm happy for it. But I, it's one of those things like, are you going to, it's like having a tuning fork and you can change the energy in a room or you could take that tuning fork and put the long part into the water and change the resonance of the water itself. And that's what those words do to us. It's like having that tuning fork and it does it to us. So you have to decide if you're just yeah. going to take, take it and I just take it and I let it go. It goes away mm -hmm. from me and I have, sometimes certain methods of doing things to help me release that if I feel like it sticks to me. 
-hmm. but you can't, you can't allow other people to affect your water like that. And I know, I think if you know what's happening, you can combat it a lot better. Oh, and absolutely. Like you, said, you used to let it really affect you. Uh, but now that you really know what's going on, yeah. you can bypass it. Mm -hmm. You can use your own energy to stop that bad energy from hurting you. Yeah. Um, just by being in the right frame of mind and being as healthy as you can be. And I'm but, always yeah. empathetic to them. I'm always, you know what? I'm very mm -hmm. sorry that you feel that way. Or I'm mm -hmm. sorry that you're in that space. Yeah. I just recognize not. So yeah, I'm happy, you know, you can't take that away from me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And people will tell you also, I am the ultimate, even though I see somebody out there um, cutting legs off people or whatever, I'm like, well, you don't know what kind of day they're having. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those. So I'm just like, well, yeah, it's bad that he's cutting people's legs off. That's bad. That's bad. I agree with that. Uh, but you don't know where he's at in his life. Right. Like, I understand. I don't condone it, but I understand. <laughs> I'm one of those. <laughs> so I think yeah. water is a huge, a huge, huge proponent of just being human mm -hmm. um, and a huge proponent of being just a, a living entity here mm -hmm. in this realm. I mean, li just look at the animals that we work with. Sometimes mm -hmm. just stopping, slowing down and giving them the other day I had a student in the um, bathing room or I'm sorry, it was a former student of mine. And uh, she's one of the youngest students I've, we've ever graduated and that I've ever worked with. She just, I think she just turned 18, but she was only 17 when she was in the academy. And she was working with a beautiful uh, um, golden retriever that was just having so much anxiety in the tub about the bath. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. foaming at the mouth, you know, panting. Oh yeah. Just like foaming, foaming. Cause he was panting so much. And, mm -hmm. and I told her slow down. She's like, Melissa, what, what can I do to help this dog? He's just being crazy. I, I can't even get, you know, get him wet because he's just all over the place. And I said, just slow down, turn the water. She had the water warm. And so when we're anxious, we get hot, we get flushed. Same thing with them. Turn mm -hmm. the water you know, the water temperature down a little bit or um, so that it, it's more cool. And I said, and slowly, and they use, do this in Ayurveda a lot. I said, slowly take that nozzle and put it at the base of his skull, uh, you know, like right above the brow line and just start gently moving that water down over the occipital area and over the spine and go slow and talk to him and tell him it's okay. You're all right because she was anxious also. Right. Mm -hmm. And I said, if you are calm and balanced, you can infuse that into the water that you are using on that animal. Mm -hmm. That water is going to have a cathartic effect on them and slow them down as well. And she was like, she was doing it and then she just, I was just standing back and she goes, it's because you're standing here because they always say, get Melissa to come and stand here. <laughs> and like, I'm some kind of magical beacon and it's not. No, it's because that you already have an, uh, a well-developed energy. So yeah. you know how, you know how to uh, manage your energy like that. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm the same way because all the dogs will come to me. If they come in and they're afraid, they'll come and hide behind my chair. Yeah. Um, but I think that I've witnessed that with very many other groomers who do energy work and don't even know it. I know, right. uh, I know groomers who do energy work and they've never heard of Reiki. They've never heard of any of that. It happens innately. They're yes. like, Oh, I love this being, I care for him. And they put themselves in the shoes of the, of the animal. So like, Oh, I wouldn't like to be, you know, pushed around. So they don't push the dog around and they develop this lovely energy without even knowing it, without even knowing any of the terms, without taking a class. Um, however, there's a lot of us who struggle with that a lot, who don't have not developed that skill yet. And I, I invite everyone uh, to take a couple of classes in Reiki or energy healing or meditation or something to get in tune with your natural ability to control that energy for yourself as well. You feel oh. better. You feel I so have much. Horse. 
I have a course that's the intuitive uh, intuitive energy work for the pet groomer. So it's not Reiki. It's not anything in particular. It's just about learning how to harness your own intuitive energy and, mm -hmm. and work that way. And that's some, that's a passion project of mine as Michelle knows. Mm -hmm. So, um, but I think that that is, did you ever hear somebody say, hold your water? Like mm -hmm. when you're being all kind of, you know, mm -hmm. crazy and super energetic or anxious about stuff. And they'll be like, mm -hmm. Oh, just hold your water. That's what that means. Like get control of your mm -hmm. energy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's a good analogy. It is. I like that. Of of how we use water in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna, I want to say a little um, snippet here as well. Uh, when I was doing research on water and products and therapeutics and things like that, I came across this little snippet, this little... Thing. In his book, L'eau de Mer, Milieu Organique, uh, this uh, particular scientist explored the relationship between seawater and blood plasma, demonstrating that human blood and ocean plasma are interchangeable due to their similarities in mineral composition. In this way, he found that it could help stabilize and support the human body. So that's why we use plasma. That's why we have saline solution because it has those electrolytes in it that match seawater, which just so happens to be the liquid in our blood. We are of the sea. We are of the earth. Uh, our water is ocean water. Uh, we are mammals on land. Uh, and, and it's crazy. It's so crazy. Water is is undiscovered as far as I'm concerned. The things that... Um, the importance of water itself in our life, in our, on our earth, um, for our health, for therapeutics. Um, yeah. it's very important. I agree hundred percent. I think it's, it's often overlooked because we feel like it's in our culture, it's just so plentiful. It's just everywhere. You don't um, think about water. You're like, ah, I don't no. like water. I want a Sprite or I want to, yeah. you know, let's get a cocktail or blah, blah, blah. And we do that because we are just so conditioned to our lifestyle rather than what is actually healthy. The industrial right. age did bring a huge amount of progress, but did it? Yeah, that's, that's when we, when we uh, started working eight to five. That's when we started pulling up all our beautiful farms and moving to urban areas. And we've gotten farther and farther away from the natural rhythm of the earth, the natural yes. rhythm of how we should be living. And I think that's why so many of us in the population and not just in the grooming industry are hungry for that connection again. Uh, that's why a lot of people go camping. They're like, oh, I just get so rejuvenated because you're living in the environment that you were meant for. We're supposed to be outside. We're supposed to walk around. We're supposed to gather flowers and bathe in, in moving streams. We're supposed to do those things. Uh, but our um, sophisticated, uh, civilized lifestyle uh, has led us farther and farther away to our connection to the earth and our connection to water itself, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I highly believe that. And I, but I also understand, I mean, I'm, I've never been camping in my entire life. I do surprise everybody do shocked and awe. I do glamping. So mm -hmm. we, <laughs> we get a cabin, I have to have indoor plumbing and a shower and you know, those mm -hmm. sorts of things. But I also love like my daughters live in New York City. And mm -hmm. I love to go into the city and just be in the city for a while and get out and see the sights and bump into people and do that as well. I find that that's also grounding and it, it almost lets you understand that you're, you are part of a, a very large micro, you know, this microcosm, but it, it is, it is so much larger than we ever imagined. So mm -hmm. when we remove ourselves and put ourselves into nature, we understand how great and vast nature is. Mm -hmm. But when we also ourselves, and how wondrous it is that we're a part of that. We're a part right. of that vastness. It's beautiful. Yeah. So not everybody has to be the, uh, you know, pup tent and 
you know, living in a van down by the stream, you know, down by the river. When I was younger, all we needed was our jacket, piece of plastic, and to get on our motorcycles and go. Uh, it was crazy. I am so old and fat now. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, that was just not a thing. I was raised you know, kind of differently in that sense. But, um, and I never had those kind of adventures. Um, yeah. But I love to go up north. If you see my social media stuff, when we go up north, we go up north here in Arizona because it's cool. It's the mountains. We live down mm -hmm. in the valley. So yeah. I go up there and I do everything I can to reconnect to nature and just soak up all that stuff while I can still go back to the cabin and take a nice hot shower. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. Um, I'm 56 this year, and I think we're the same age, aren't we, Melissa? Yeah. Um, I we're like a, a couple 56, months apart. Yeah, I turned 56 in April. So, so she's like three months older than me. Yeah, he's the older one. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the <older>, wiser. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, do you got but any I more? I let you borrow my stuff. So, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so not, you got my hair. not my hair though i don't right. well, you know what you can borrow my hair you, you have your own anyway <laughs> yeah, i'm trying to get rid of some <laughs> I i'm always getting new hairs so mm -hmm. <laughs> so do you have any more notes um i what just wanted talk? to make sure with water the most important thing i wanted to make sure that everybody was aware of was that you know when when you're washing and conditioning, when you're using product to clean on that animal, you should be really wetting that dog down. Mm -hmm. Water is, or cat, or whatever it is, mm -hmm. water is, is the, the carrier, is the resource that is needed for those products to work properly. Yes. And if you're using a conditioner, it's going to balance out the pH on that pet you should be using conditioner i've been conditioned to say this from every class that i've ever taken by michelle knowles and i teach the same thing to all my students conditioner even if you just make a cream rinse with conditioner and water yep you need yep. to put those oils back into that skin and coat mm -hmm. that the product took out it's designed mm -hmm. to adhere to the dirt and the grime and the oils and pull all that out of there so and if you think of it, what we're what we're replacing a lot of people think well yeah i just have this re-moisturizer or i just have this cream rinse or that i just have this what's in it because what we're taking away is actually vitamins minerals right. and oils. they all mix together and make the mantle so if we're just replacing with a little bit of oil or moisture it's not enough there should be minerals. There should be vitamins. There should be something other than just a, just a covering. Now, a covering is better than nothing. Uh, but if you're going to replace what you washed away, you want to start thinking about a mineral additive, a vitamin additive, or uh, change out your conditioners completely and have them where they're already uh, with minerals and vitamins added. That's so important for the skin. Now, I've heard this, Michelle, and I, I'll, I'll get your input on this. I've heard this from a lot of groomers. I don't like to, not me personally, but the statement is, I don't like to use conditioner because it takes longer for the dog to dry. It, you can't get the water off the coat. It makes well, it heavy. That is, if you're making your dog heavy with conditioner, then it's not the right conditioner for that particular coat. Um, just like there's not one shampoo for everybody, there's not one conditioner for everybody. It depends on the porosity. It depends on the weight. It depends on genetically what that hair type is. Um, if you're working with Maltese, you're working with really light oils uh, and minerals and vitamins. If you're working with a Husky, um, they're going to be able to hold quite a bit more. Short coats, it's almost all oil. I'm not going to lie to you. A little bit of water, a, little bit of, uh, a lot of oil and a lot of minerals uh, to make that right again. But uh, if you find that any conditioner makes you take longer, then you've booked too many dogs and you're not charging enough money. Uh, because if that's how long it takes, that's how long it takes. And that's what they pay for. 
uh, I mean, you can speed it up if you want and take that extra dog if you want. Um, but what are the three things that you can, and you can only have two of them, uh, uh, cheap, quality, and fast. You can only have two at a time. You can't have all three. Um, I prefer to not be speedy at all. And I like to take my time and be thorough uh, and charge accordingly. If it takes longer for that dog or cat to dry, then it just takes longer for that dog or cat to dry. And it takes more money to service that dog or cat. Um, that's the name of the game. Uh, I think that eventually we will be going away from, oh, we got to get more dogs in. Uh, I did 10 yesterday. I'm going to do 15 today and I'm going to get a bunch of money. But you're not. What you're doing is you're breaking down your body. You're breaking you're hurting down your water. <laughs> you're hurting your own water. You really are. Uh, you should be tired at the end of the day, but you should not be just broken. You should be right. able to go still, go out with your friends, tend to your children, uh, have a pleasant evening with your, your mate, uh, your partner. Uh, you should be able to do all those things. Um, I would say charge more money and do less dogs. Uh, that's always going to be my answer. And uh, believe me, I speak from experience. I have been a power groomer before, way back in the day. Everything that I tell you not to do is probably something I've already done that I know now that it is just not worthy of your attention. <laughs> you just shouldn't do those things. Uh, and it took me a while to figure that out my own self. But now that I have some experience and can look back, I'm thinking, you know what? We should have been charging more all along and slowing down just a little bit. Um, and even people who uh, do the high-end grooming and do the competitions and go on Groom Team USA, uh, they have a finite amount of time in which to complete that trim. So everything has is very meticulous. Everything is very routine oriented. Um, if you're in a salon environment, those longer drying dogs uh, make more sense. If you're in a mobile environment, I understand that time is of the essence because you've got to not only get that dog done in a timely manner, but then you got to drive through traffic to the next one. Um, and I think the best advice I can give for mobile people or even in-home people uh, who want to get done and then get to their next appointment uh, is to dilute your products quite a bit. Make sure that dog or the cat or bat or rat or whatever you're working on is completely coated in water, completely saturated. And then you're just going to spray on the shampoo, easier on the rinse. And then you're going to spray on that conditioner, easier on the rinse. So if you need to have less time, if you have less time to do a dog that needs conditioner, dilute it in a spray bottle, spray it on top, either use it as a leave-in or um, spray it in, rinse it through, just so there's a little bit a small thin layer of conditioner on the dog. You're not even going to use a lot of conditioner there uh, unless you're doing something therapeutically. If it's just maintenance grooming, all you need is a thin layer and pat the dog on the butt and send it on its way. Pay the lady or the gentleman or whoever. But if you're working therapeutically, those grooms take longer because they have soak time because they are going to be greasy when they're done. They're going to, are going to be oily, uh, especially the short coats. They're going to go home oily. And even though that is just the hugest no-no, um, another one up, another one I want to bring up is that everybody wants to get their dogs bone dry before they go home. If the skin has to have moisture, if it has to have hydration, why would you want to dry that back out again if you're not going to see that dog for another four, five, six, 12 weeks? Send it home greasy. It will absorb. It will absorb. Send it home just a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. The only time where you have to get them bone dry is if they have a fungal infection. Uh, fungus thrives in moisture. Uh, so that's the only type of groom that you would get those dogs bone dry. Otherwise, leave them moist. Let them be moist. Let them be moist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Unless you have to do a haircut. Yeah. If you're doing yeah, a absolutely. haircut, then. But I tend to, I have a concoction that I make that I've missed over some of my dogs, especially if they're particularly harsh coated where they shouldn't be harsh coated um that i spray on them before they leave which adds moisture and sheen to their coat yeah yeah like a finishing spray yes. it's just like what i do for a polish i'll right. polish it's a polish yeah just kind so. of seals everything so it doesn't evaporate into the air yeah well what do you think you think we've covered be like water my friend i think so because Ultimately, be like water. Choose the path of least resistance while 
sitting in your own truth, in your own energy, um, and provide as much help as you can to your fellow man. They need it. We all need each other um, terribly right now, uh, now more than ever before. Everyone's going through everything. Uh, be kind. Be kind. Love them through it. We'll love each other through it. All right. You want to send us off? I just want to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to us chat and rant about all things water today. And we would love to hear again. We are actually doing a live coming up from our Facebook page, The Tea. And that is on Monday, the 7th of August at 10 a.m. And then the podcast will be... Uh, podcasted on <laughs> the 17th, the 24th, and the 31st. We will be releasing on those dates in August, and we will be bringing you more podcasts wherever fine podcasts are being podcasted into material <laughs> elements, and Michelle is going to just take us home. May your next sip be just as wonderful as your last, and we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. Hello.